Hi guys, welcome back to the Step Back Podcast with me, John Rogers, joined this week just by Liam McQuinn, Luke Wilson home. Well, look, he's a busy man. He's a busy man and we're not bitter about him doing other things and having other commitments. And that's fine and we don't mention it or bring it up whatsoever. So yeah, me and Leo, me and Leo this week, we're breaking down trade rumours as the deadline approaches. Less than a week till the trade deadline. Not a massive amount of rumours hanging on out there, but the ones there are, we uh, we pick up on and uh, and yeah, chat through, chat through a little bit. We recorded this on the Saturday evening just before LeBron went and injured himself potentially quite badly, which is of course a, a, a very big deal, a very big deal if that's uh, if that's as bad as it as it looked, I guess. But that's why we don't bring it up because it hadn't happened yet in our time. Sorry about that, guys. But nonetheless, it's a, it's a trade rumours podcast anyway, and that's what we focus on. Hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome back to Step Back. Just Leo here this week. Where's Luke, Leo? Really good question. Really good question. I mean, we're meant to record yesterday. Then he rearranged. He specifically asked to rearrange to, to this time today and, th- and then dropped out again. So look, I, don't, I guess I'm the reliable one and he's a loose cannon. There's some sort of repercussions that need to befall him. Yeah, I, agreed. I don't know what yet, but um, s- something sinister, I think. Yeah. Hey, stay tuned because something's going to happen to Luke Wilson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. want to miss that. Yeah, well, look, it's nice to be talking to you, mate, anyway. And, of course. And uh, it was nice of you last week because we didn't speak last week, but we did play your interview with um, with Tom, Tom from the Worcester Thunder. Worthing Thunder. Worthing Thunder. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, right, Tom. How was how was speaking to him? Yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, I really enjoyed it actually. Um, it was good to to delve into it and you know, not always talk to someone at the top level and, and find it, you know, because there's so many people, you know, below the top level that you don't really think about. And um yeah, yeah, and it was interesting what he was saying about the lack of coaches in the UK and you know, it's so widely played as kind of um recreational sport, basketball in the UK. Um, you know, just pick up and play, but there's there's no kind of link to the next level, you know, um, which there is with other sports like football and stuff. So until that changes, we're not going to see much um, much change in terms of quality at the top level, unfortunately, in the UK. Yeah, it's hard to see the UK ever really cracking mm. basketball. I don't. It's it's had to be such a huge cultural shift. You'd think. I don't know. I don't know yeah. even how you get there. Yeah, but, um, but I mean, I, yeah. Sorry, yeah. You go. Hey, you go ahead. No, I, I was saying, like, as you said, recreationally, I see a lot of people like out on out in parks and stuff like hooping. Okay, yeah. But but yeah, so it's a shame that there's not really those systems in place, I guess, to take take everyone to the next level. Yeah. I might learn how to dunk. I reckon I reckon learn how to dunk. Yeah. I'm, well you're quite I, tall. You're yeah, six, I'm four. six three. Six three. Six three. But not athletic at all, which is mm. maybe the problem. So you've you're probably what, eight foot standing is that uh, with arms up um yeah you know what sure is that why, right hey and then... why not i haven't measured myself with my arms up for a while weirdly enough mate. <laughs> but um so yeah got... maybe all right well give or take you've got like you've just got to learn to jump two, jump foot, high. two foot high it doesn't sound like a lot mate it sounds sound like a lot, like... but it is it is a lot it, it, is it a really lot. is yeah yeah hey, is. next by this time next year i'll be dunking mate it'll be it'll be good it'll be oh, good to boy. see we get to see. Right, we're going to talk about um, trade trade rumors today because the deadline is on the twenty fifth. That's five days from when we're recording right now. Um, there have been a few that have gone through already um, that I've that I've noticed. So we've had Myers Leonard go to the Thunder and Trevor Ariza go back to the Heat. Uh, Myers Leonard, of course, who used an anti-Semitic slur on Twitch. Um, 
That, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And the, the Heat suspended him for that. So he hasn't actually played since then, and now he's been traded. So um, I don't know if that's a kind of cause and effect thing, because I can kind of see like why the Heat would want Trevor Ariza as well. He's he's quite like a, a Heat guy mentally. He's, he's, the most, older. he's probably the most Heat trade of all time was getting Trevor Ariza. I think that's the the most surprised I was 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 seeing that Trevor Ariza didn't already play for the Heat. <laughs> like he yeah. was the most it just made so much sense. It's like, oh yeah, of course Trevor Ariza was mm. quite an efficient guy, you know, doesn't cost too much money. Plays hard. Uh, plays hard, is a vet, you know, we'll we'll add a bit, won't add them add yeah. too much to them. But yeah, that was such a heat trade, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Trevor Ariza is like when he was playing on the in the Rockets, that 2018 team that took the that took the Warriors to seven games, and Trevor was like, you know, after after Chris Paul and James Harden, he was like your most reliable guy. They called him the Swiss Army knife because he could do a bit of everything. I, I love Trevor Reza. I did love Trevor Reza. Since since that point, he's not he's he's sort of bounced around the league and not done all that much. Um, and he's he's kind of old now. But you know, if if any franchise can get the best out of him, probably the Heat. Yeah, I, I, he's. I don't know. For some reason, he he's always reminded me of um, like a much like a light version of Andre Iguodala, like a much worse version of Andre Iguodala. Like you know, you know, Iggy at his best was was an All Star and you know Finals MVP. So he's not that level, but he reminds me of that that kind of that kind of player. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're both of the Heat now. So uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, and the Thunder have picked up another pick with that with that deal as well. I think they've got I think they've got seventeen I think in the next got a million. I think they've they got just, all the picks for the yeah. rest of time. Is what it's, I think that's official. It's actually ridiculous how many picks the <laughs> it's Thunder. Quite have. Funny, I'm really into it. <laughs> I just I I'm excited. Like in a way, I feel I feel like they've got so many they can only muck it up. Mm, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like surely that can't go right. Like you should like, come out of this with like. An amazing, amazing prospect in the draft. You should be able to like package them for like an amazing player. Like I feel like they're an amazing situation. Uh, and it's Sam Presti's got a. Is it Sam Presti? I think it's Sam Presti. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's kind of what the Sixers did uh, with their, you know, um, you know, trust the process, etc. You know, they got a lot of picks, and and for years in a row, they always had like a top three pick, and you know, and and I guess with that it's trial and error and some will work out and some won't. And it was about 50% for the Sixers. I mean, Markel Fultz obviously, you know, was a failure, but then Simmons and Embiid um, and then Okafor as well. They, they got as a number three pick and that was a, you know, that was a bust. So yeah, I, I think if you get 50%, if 50% of the picks work out, then they'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Looking at the Sixers now, uh, you know, they got a lot of crit, uh, criticism at the time for sort of what, what the, the process basically, but I mean, it is bearing, it's bearing fruit now. So trust it's hard it, to trust it, trust it, got to trust it. Um, the other trade that went through, um, PJ Tucker to Milwaukee, which could be a big deal, could be a big deal. I mean, PJ Tucker is a guy who could be starting for them, you know, in the playoffs again, another, another like Rockets guy from that 2018 team. And then, subsequent teams as well. Obviously he's, he's come from the Rockets. Um, I like PJ Tucker again. He's old though. He's 35 he now. Is, he's 35. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, 35, 36 in a couple of months. Mm. Um, as a, as a, as a Rockets fan, how did you, how did you feel about it? Uh, I feel fine about that now because the Rockets have lost 19 yeah. in a row and we're full um, rebuild. And it, um, it makes, it makes sense for the Rockets, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and you get why Milwaukee are doing it as a, as a contender. Mm. Um, yeah, it kind of made sense to to all parties for me. What did um what did the Rockets get for it? 
So Rockets got DJ Augustin, DJ mm-hmm. Wilson, and a 2023 first round pick, and also the rights to Mil- to swap their second round pick right. with Milwaukee's first. This so you got this DJ season. DJ squared, DJ You're squared two D- exactly. Two DJs for a PJ exactly. So yeah. I think those the DJs are sort of salary matches slash yeah, yeah. yeah Milwaukee don't really want them and they're not going to stick around on the Rockets for that long so the, the first the round is nice though isn't it yeah and Milwaukee got a got a pick back as well um it's, yeah it's a little it's it was a it was a confusing one because also Tory Craig went to the Suns and I'm not sure how that relates but um so it was one of these confusing trades but look to get a pick for PJ Tucker and, and a pick swap potentially um for a guy who was expiring expiring contract and and who um, is old. Can I ask you bad. another question? Yes. Right. This is just just tangent away from trades. Quickly, the Rockets nineteen in a row. I mean, how do you feel of it as a as a? Because you know, at the start of the season, they were kind of hovering around five hundred for the you know, and they, they were okay. Um, and now they've just decided to tank completely. Yeah. How how do you feel about it as a, as, as a fan? Like, obviously, you get the positives of it, but like, mm. Christ, it's a bit. Nineteen in a row is, God, yeah, that's rough. So, I'm I'm not mad. So yeah, just just to put it into context, we were eleven and ten above mm. five hundred and have lost nineteen in a row. So <laughs> eleven and twenty nine. The most obvious. That's like playing two yeah. K and being like, well, we want the pick. So <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah. starting weird people. At, yeah, that's so yeah. But we're I think we're still above the Timberwolves, which just shows how terribly <laughs> how terrible they are. But um, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, what it what it means basically this season is. Is I've not been watching the Rockets because yeah. you know they're terrible. Uh, a lot of injuries as well. Like maybe if Christian Wood was fit, he is back now. Missed a lot, of, a lot of games. I'd, I'd watch a bit more. He's kind of the only guy on that team who we're looking to kind of build around. Basically, maybe yeah. Tayshawn Tate as well, but uh, Jay Sean Tate, sorry. And but but you know I'm not a big. I, I don't know much about college college ball, but from everything I've read, it's quite mm. a good draft class. It's quite oh, yes, stacked. It is. It's quite stacked. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's a draft that you want to get a pick in. If it, yeah. compared to last year, where it was a bit felt a bit sparse, mm. but it's quite a deep draft this year. I mean, any one of the top kind of seven is you could get a mm. potential all star moving forward. So, so arguably, this is this is the way to tank if you're going to do it because the Rockets have been playoffs, playoffs, con- arguably contending. Maybe not, you know, last season, but definitely the seasons before that, contending. And now one season of tanking, hopefully, and that and you get a really nice, uh, a really nice pick in the draft, and suddenly things are looking good again. You know, when fans come back to the stadium, they got something to cheer, and yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not mad about it at all. If you're um, going to tank, do it properly as well. Like, there's no point finishing yeah. kind of tenth, you know, and then you, you get what like tenth pick or ninth pick, and you get someone who's all right. If you're going to do it, do it properly. As you said, when there's no fans, in it, it's probably the, the right time to do it. You know, it's probably easier to lose games when there's no fans. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, fine. yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it'll be something like. I mean, the best tank of all time was probably that um, the Spurs one, wasn't it? Which was after. Um, after Robinson, Robinson was injured for a year. They mm-hmm. tanked and they they drafted Tim Duncan first, and then they were turned out quite quite well for them. Ended up pretty pretty damn well for them. So, 
that's kind of that's that's the that's the dream, isn't it? And you draft someone like Cade Cunningham's the, the name I hear, Leo. I don't know. If... That'd be nice. Yeah, and the two Jalen Suggs as well, Jaylen and um, Evan Mobley at centre, maybe. But if you've got Christian Wood, probably not him. But mm. yeah, there's some really exciting players in there. So so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to look into that when it gets close to the time. I'm pleased you you sound like you know what you're talking about there, Leo. So oh oh yeah oh yeah. Are you are you over March Madness now? Are you what? Do you keep? Um, I've not watched a huge amount. I do. I I quite enjoy. I quite enjoy how just mental it is you know um and and i I like doing the bracket and the you know it's it is quite fun Mm. um and yeah look there's some really high quality basketball you see there's actually some quite low quality basketball at times you see as well when you're used to watching the nba and then suddenly you're watching i don't know some some random college team you're like these guys aren't that good Mm. uh you kind of have to remind yourself but yeah you know it's very rare you get to you're watching college sport and you're seeing these guys who are actually like high high quality so um so yeah it's good fun much yeah yeah I, i'm watching this is tangent tangent central right now but i'm watching La- last chance you um oh, yeah and there's they've got they're following the uh the huskies which is east east la um yeah like it's a community college and it's uh, you know they they pick up these guys who are kind of um on the scrap heap you know it's not their last chance hence the yeah. title so yeah. Last chance you. Yeah, yeah last chance you. So it, it's very good. It's very enjoyable watching. Um, would recommend that. For I can only apologise for this this tangent, by the way, John. I, I'm yeah. so sorry. That's all right. You you sent us down a rabbit hole. But let's yeah. get back. Let's get back to the action. Uh, yeah, just on that. Just on that. PJ Tucker again. Mm. Um, where where do you land on it from Milwaukee's point of view? Do you like that? You, uh, like, is he going to help them? Um, it feels like. It feels like Milwaukee felt like they had to do it more than they actually had to do it, if that makes any sense. It was kind of like, oh, we're contenders. It's the trade deadline. I think the trade deadline does that to a lot of teams, actually. Oh, it's the trade deadline. We have to make a move. Um, I don't know how much of a difference he makes to Milwaukee. I don't hate it. You know, DJ Wilson, DJ Augustine, you know, they weren't they weren't bringing much to, to Milwaukee. Actually, although I quite like DJ Augustine and he's, you know, he's, he's done bits in the past, but he probably hasn't shown up enough um, Definitely not at the Bucks anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Giving up a first rounder, I'm always quite wary of. And it, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll be good for a while. But I don't know, 2023, it's still two years away. Anything can happen. So mm. I'm more on, yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense from Houston's point of view. I get why Milwaukee have done it. Um, but I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it's it. It's just for super. PJ for 36 by the time the, the playoffs start. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's just super, super short-sighted, isn't it? Yeah, this is a move sure. for this playoffs. And if it works for this playoffs, then it's worth it. Yeah. Um, if not, you know, it could look could look bad. Um, but yeah, it's something they kind of had to do. They're, they All their trades have been sort of very playoff-focused, haven't they? I mean, yeah. it, it's felt a bit... I don't want to say desperate because their moves have been good. Like the holiday move, that's a good move. They did give up a lot for him. Um, obviously went for Bogdanovich and then that fell through. Uh, well, they, you know, f- fell through for tampering, which you almost never see happen. Mm. But um, so, yeah, they're, they're clearly trying to trying to do it. But just on that, I think they they can go small quite nicely now with, um, you know, Giannis at the five, maybe, or, or Tucker at the five. Tucker's played the five for... Yeah. Houston, so that that could be a nice small ball lineup. It gives them options. It does. It does give them options. That's true. Yeah. Right, Leo. I've got some trade rumors for you. Yes. 
if I'm honest, it's not the most explosive it's, trade deadline. I was going to say, it's yeah, it, it, there's not going to be a big, big move, isn't there? And I think some people have tried to push that there's a Bradley Beal, even though there's absolutely nothing on it. You know, there's no yeah. there's no teams making any serious move for him, but because it's trade deadline and people want to put, but yeah, there, there's no, there's not going to be a big explosive move, unfortunately. But, uh, no, definitely not. Like Beal's, Beal's definitely not moving. No, um, he's not. Uh, at some point he will I imagine but you hope, won't well you hope so for his career but, but who knows exactly but but not right now right rumour one yes John Collins mm-hmm. to the Portland Trailblazers now Portland have just got back uh, CJ McCollum who of course started the year fantastically they're getting back Nurkic in a few weeks and um, honestly I really like the look of their team and you know if they add someone like a Collins yeah potentially they're looking kind of scary yeah what I so I mean if I was you know talking to the Hawks I'd say don't trade Collins at for anything yeah I really really like John Collins the the problem with it is that he's um he's a free agent in the summer so and he turned down an extension last off season so does John Collins want to be in Atlanta? I think he probably does, but they need to give him a max, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so if if it doesn't work out with the Hawks and Collins and they think, okay, shit, we've got to pull the trigger now and we've got to trade him. Um, yeah, they, they should ask for, for a lot from the Blazers, which I don't think they'd get. I don't think the Blazers have enough to give them. Um, but yeah, look, if, as you say, I, I think Collins on the Blazers makes him such a good side. I, I, I love John Collins. I think he's he's one of the best young players in the league and, and he'll be one of the top power forwards for the next 10 years, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, and also I think we've t- talked about in the past, the Blazers need to just make a move, don't they? They need to need to add something and and you know they, they relied on Lillard and CJ for so long but then suddenly in in you know suddenly you've got you've got Nurkic and Collins as well it's you're kind of you're kind of that starting five starting to look pretty good so um what am I saying I'm saying to the to the Blazers if you're listening do anything to get John Collins yeah. yeah. Wow. You're you're high on John Collins. Uh, I really, really, really like John Collins. I think he's great. Yeah. I do I'm, really think he's good. I'm nowhere near as high on John Collins. Yeah. He, he's expiring, and I don't think, I don't think the Hawks will keep him. So I would not be surprised to see some sort of trade go through. Um, yeah. I mean, looking at what Portland have, they've they've got Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, Rodney Hood. They do have picks. They have got some picks they can mm-hmm. trade. Um, look, with an expiring, you always get them for a bit cheaper than their worth. Um, and I think if they can get a reasonable deal here, they should, they should do it. I mean, I'm not as high on John Collins as you. I think, uh, I'm not sure he's a max player. I think someone probably will give him the max. Mm, because no, I, I, I don't think he's a max player yet. I think he could be, but I don't think he is. Mm. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's 18 points per game this season. Um, He's a good shooter, to be fair, which you yeah. always like from a big guy, don't you? Like eighty-five percent from the from the from the stripe, thirty-eight um, percent, I think, from three. So I just think he can do everything. You know, he, he can he can post up. You know, he's a good finisher. He can shoot, as you said. I just I don't I don't see any downside to his game. And he's twenty-three. Mm. That's so young. Twenty-three, and he's got three years experience in the league now. Like, there's he's only going to get better. So yeah, I, I just think. Yeah, I'm not high on. It's not that I'm really high on what John Collins is now, although I really like him as a player. I just think he could be, yeah, as I said, one of the best power forwards in the league for ten years 
Mm. I like that he's called John as well because there aren't that many. Yeah, yeah, representing you out there, mate. In the league, I mean, we did. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, we did the game. We did a game Luke like John. weeks yeah. ago, didn't we? How many Johns Luke, and Luke's Luke and Cornet? Yeah, I'll never forget. Luke Cornet, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we we stand John. There weren't. Yeah, there were literally hardly any other Johns uh, in the league. So that that's fair, right? Rumor two. Rumor two. Yes. Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm to the Minnesota Timberwolves and this one sounds incredibly rogue and I only bring yeah. it up because Sham Sharania who is you know trade guru has said that there have been inquiries and I guess despite the Timberwolves being the worst team in the league so far they are looking <laughs> they've got good players I guess and they're looking to make that team better through trades they're not looking to to get rid of players I guess so that that's kind of where it comes from I guess well, it's interesting you say that because we're talking about John Collins um, and I've heard a lot around that the Timberwolves really want John Collins as well. So despite them being the worst team in the league, the Timberwolves are determined to be a buying team um, over this trade deadline or whatever. Aaron Gordon doesn't look happy um, in Orlando at the moment. I, I don't I don't think that can last for much longer, that, that kind of, that marriage, um, that Gordon magic relationship I do you know what Aaron Gordon's a really weird player I don't know how good Aaron Gordon is uh, do you know what I mean he could go to a team and, and be really good and I wouldn't be that surprised but he could go and not be really good and I wouldn't be that surprised it's just I think it's been a weird place as well Orlando it's probably quite low pressure they've not been great for a long time they've made the playoffs first round a couple of times but I, yeah I, I don't know how, how good Aaron Gordon is um yeah, I'm not a huge Aaron Gordon fan. And yes, he was robbed in the um, dunk contest in 2016. Sure. But is that enough to give up a lot for him? The Timberwolves seem determined to buy. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Aaron Gordon was that guy who ended up there. Um, because, you know, they've been looking to pair someone with Cat for, for six years now, haven't they? So, you know, mm. I, I, I get that. But I don't know if he's the guy to do it. But hey, look, we'll see. I'm in complete agreement with you I do not know how good Aaron Gordon is I mean literally last night Leo he dropped 38 points uh, as the Magic beat the um, the Brooklyn Nets and like a guy who can do that you, you look and you think wow this guy you know go get him go go out there and get him but he's just not really taking his game to like the next level he's obviously super athletic and I guess when you have those highlight dunks people do start to expect a little bit more from you sure um but yeah, it's it's a really weird one. I mean, it all depends on price, I guess, um, for the Timberwolves and for other teams. Just on the Timberwolves, um, I've I've liked watching Anthony Edwards recently. He's he's, he's really, really good come recently, along, hasn't he? Yeah, really come along. So he scored forty two the other night in a win against the Suns, which is the highest ever for a, a rookie in in Minnesota. Um, yeah, he's and he has highlights, highlight plays every night. I mean, we're talking about good dunkers with Aaron Gordon, like yeah, damn Anthony Edwards, man. And I think I think it's it's been good to see because that rookie class was trashed a bit, you know, um, and talked about how you know it was the top three and then the rest won't be great. But all of the top three, none of them have been bust, which have been great to see. Lamelo um, has been Lamelo, and he's been great. Um, Anthony Edwards is is finally living up to the hype. Not finally, you know, he wasn't. It's not like he was ever awful, but it took him maybe a little bit of time to to kind of bed into the league. And now he's playing pressure free, and you know, there's no pressure on them to get any results at all. Um, and he looks really good. Um, James Wiseman's been fine. He's been pretty solid. Um, probably 
probably been the fourth or fifth best rookie. And then you've got a couple of guys who've kind of come from left field in um, um, in Halliburton um, and um, Isaiah Quickly with the Knicks. Um, mm. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been a better rookie class than we've expected. And um, Anthony Edwards does look great. And I, I think the Timber, it's given the Timberwolves something to be excited about in an otherwise bleak season. Yeah, I'm. I'm just still. I feel sorry for the Timberwolves having D'Angelo Russell on their roster. I mean, <laughs> I just don't know why that guy was given a max deal. I don't know why the Warriors trade uh, traded for him, or did they pick him up on a free? I don't know why the Warriors did that. Basically, yeah, it was on the. It was the the pick. It was the with KD, wasn't it? It was part of that. Yeah, very yeah. Complicated. They wanted to get something out of KD going to Brooklyn, essentially. And the only way to do it was to pick up D'Lo. Um, sure, yeah. sure. So, and then, you know, and then they traded Wiggins for them and that was kind of a, a lose-lose. Although Wiggins has kind of been not bad, but... You know, he's been like... But not a, not a max not a max guy anyway. So, yeah. But, like, Timberwolves, Timberwolves need to start winning. Need to start winning, man. They're like, they've been bad for so long, but they've got they've got Cat. Cat's awesome. Mm. Cat's so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Pick up Aaron Gordon. Uh, yeah, do it. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, all right, trade rumor number three. You mentioned the Knicks. Yes, How would they feel about picking up Lonzo Ball? Yeah, so I've seen this, and and um, the Pelicans have gone and got three guys, three guards that might might leave, and JJ Redick and Bledsoe as well. I I for one think they'd be crazy. I I, I think that that would be such a good pickup by the Knicks. Um, I still don't think people are high enough on Lonzo Ball. I really, really like Lonzo Ball. And, you know, he hasn't, he probably hasn't turned into what people expected. People expected him to be this kind of all seeing, you know, better version of Rajan Rondo kind of type guy. But he's turned into, you know, a good assist first point guard who can also shoot. His shooting's got a lot, lot better. Um, and yeah, I really like him. And I, I think he's, a great facilitator on that Pelicans team. And I, I think when you've got guys like Zion and and um, Brandon Ingram, who'll do the scoring, you don't need Lonzo to come out and, and average 20 plus points a night. And yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I think they'd be crazy to, to trade him, but apparently they're very willing to. So <laughs> I, I think because of that, the Knicks could probably get him for cheaper than he's worth. Um, mm. And I, I, I would do it if I was the Knicks personally. Um, I think the Knicks would probably need to surround him with a few more scorers. Uh, I mean, you've got Julius Randle, but you, not not that many out and out scorers um, in, in New York at the moment. But um, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see it for the Knicks personally because I'm a big Lonzo guy. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Lonzo guy as well. I mean, the other thing is historically his his defense has been excellent as a six seven like point guard basically. Uh, you know that's that's tough to match up against uh, for other other point guards because he's you know he's rapid as well he's quick. I mean, I kind of said when Lamelo came into the league, you know, I like Lonzo more. I think Lonzo's going to have a better career, and that that takes not looking amazing, but I think I'm willing to run with it a little bit longer because it's yeah, still early you're days. Still, you're still sticking with it. Are you? It's early days. It's well, early days. Well, I really well. like like Lonzo's not not he's not going to be an all star, mm. but as you say, like his three point shot has has really got a lot better. Um, He's shooting thirty eight percent on that this season. Um, it's it's hard. Like the Pelicans haven't been haven't been good, haven't been good, you know, defensively whatsoever. Which kind of counteracts my point that Lonzo Ball's good on defense. But I don't know. I mean, historically he he has been, um, and yeah, like some of some of the court vision he has really really like impressive. And yeah, I just like 
point guards who are who are really big, who are really big and tall. Uh, yeah. You know, like I mean, Ben Simmons is our yeah, is our obvious one. example. Um, yeah, so I think he's going to be a good pickup, as as you say as well. He's only twenty three. Um, I think the Pelicans won't want to lose him, but again, he's an expiring contract, and uh, his dad Lavar's come out and said he can't win on the Pelicans. Which you know. yeah, obviously Lavar's come out and, and said the pot mm. shock shock horror. But um... do you know, like what I quite like about Lonzo is that his dad is this kind of brash guy, but Lonzo seems really like like low key in a way, like kind he of does, doesn't he? Ever since he's come into the league, because obviously, um, obviously that that documentary and it was kind of everything about them. And do you know what, Lamelo's been kind of lower key than you'd expect as well. I mean. I would have expected at least three controversies between them <laughs> or some, you know, crashing a Lambo or something. But no, they've both been considering, considering everything. They they both seem kind of more humble than they should be. I'm yes. not saying that they're crazy humble or anything, but like more humble than they should be considering who their dad is and, you know, what he's sort of things he says. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's got a good IQ off the court as well. I think he's... He's an intelligent guy, and I think he knows. I think he knows what's best for his future. So I, I don't think he'll be swayed by his dad. Luckily, um, and yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I know he's an expiring deal. But the Pelicans just don't seem. I, I don't think they want to lose him. But I don't think they'd be too bothered by losing him. Which I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get. I think he's. I think that Lonzo Zion. I just love it. Lob City Part Two. I know it hasn't quite been like that, but, but it could be. Um, and yeah, I, I, I keep keep him, keep him, Pelicans. Please keep him. Yeah. All right. Let's do a bonus one, just because you you Let's mentioned him. Um, another guy from the Pelicans, and you you mentioned him, JJ Redick. Yeah. How would you like to see him back on your Philadelphia 76ers? And I've just plucked this out thin air, by the way. Like this, there's yeah. no rumors for this. But. Uh, you know, um, it's funny because obviously I've been looking at Sixers rumors, and and his name did come up briefly. To be honest, no. I I really oh. I really love JJ Redick, um, and three years ago he made us a really good team and he was the only shooter and he was a, a, a you know, kind of a, a vet on that team with, with a lot of young guys. But, um, but no, I mean, unless we can get them for nothing, uh, like or for just one, a second rounder or something, then fine. Have them, have them off the bench. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just think the Sixers are in such a good spot at the moment um, and defensively are the best team in the league. Um yeah, I, I just there's no need to do it, and I, I think, I think the NBA and teams in the NBA sometimes have an obsession of doing something, as I mentioned earlier, just for the sake of doing it. And it's just like, you know, be such a good season, you know, looked like the best team in the league at times, and and you've got to go into the playoffs as a number one or two seed, more than likely. So let's let's just. Let's just, you know, pump the brakes. But yeah, look, if we can get them for nothing, then sure, bring them back. Mm. But um, yeah. don't play them too much would be my Yeah, advice. I love him as a, as a guy. Uh, yeah. And yeah. historically, as like a shooter, he's awesome to watch as well. Like just coming around street screens, sorry, and, uh, and like bombing threes. But this season, he's not he's not played well. Mm. And, and he's old. always He's 36. He, he is. Mm. And there's always that worry in the playoffs, like you just can't play him because he'll, he'll be targeted on, exactly. know, on defense. Exactly, yeah. So... 
so yeah but I, you know whatever I'd like to see it for sentimental reasons he's also a really good podcaster I don't know he if is, you've seen his is, podcast a good guy and like I'd say honestly probably the second best basketball podcast um, after Step Back so absolutely absolutely shout out shout out to him hopefully he'll repay the favour and point, point people to us um, <laughs> good do yeah good do Right, Leo. Let's leave it there. I, we're not. We're not going to. We're not going to have any fun today because Luke has has drained that from oh, no. our system. <laughs> he tends to, doesn't he? He does yeah. tend to <laughs> in most situations. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but there'll be festivities when he's back next year. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> next yeah. week. Wow, <laughs> that's his punishment. He's How long's he taking off? Hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, we should trade him. We should trade him. We should trade him. We should trade him. Actually, Happy Bird. Yeah, Happy Bird, Joe Fox, maybe. I think he's looking quite interesting. So yeah, yeah. Have a look. <laughs> Big names in the podcasting world. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll leave it there. Cheers for listening, guys. Catch you next time. Nice one, Leo. Nice one, listener. Thanks for being here. We'll be back next week, post trade deadline, to see, you know, see if we've, we're geniuses or not. I imagine emphasis on the not but it is a strange year so you never know until then have a good one guys bye bye